0: Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson. And with me tonight are my two buddies Schnell and Tej. How you guys doing?
1: What up, half mind? My D character died this week, and it's affecting me a lot more than it <laughs> than I think it should. So <sighs> that's that's my mindset
2: right
0: now. Oof. Sorry Oof. to hear that. On a very special in memoriam, Ulfgar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and he was reincarnated and is coming back. Instead of a hill dwarf, he is now a ghostwise halfling. So we might change his name to Nulfkar. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. it. Yes. Just as angry and alcoholic as his dwarf <laughs> brethren. But now with a chip on his shoulder because he's got everything to prove as a reincarnated dwarf and
0: PTSD from remembering dying. <laughs> <laughs> he's got issues and he needs a therapist. <laughs> yes. And how? Oh, man. Well, it's been a while since we've had a chance to sit down and talk. And uh, in that time, Throne of Eldraine has been. I think it's completely spoiled now, right? Uh, if not, if there everything can't be much isn't left.
2: out today. It'll be out tomorrow. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, which will be what one week from from pre-release. From pre-release so yes, we're going to talk a little bit about our thoughts and impressions, kind of now that we have spoilers on what we think of the set, and then maybe uh, highlight some some specific cards. But first, since it's been a while since we had a chance to get together, what have you guys been up to lately? We'll start with uh, Tej this time.
2: Okay, Um, so uh, the big thing that I did was, I do not (laughs) remember, it's been a while. It was that big. It was that big. Uh, I finally finished my Avengers deck, Yeah, and I got to play it a bunch last week, and it was a blast to play. I made just a couple changes to it this week. I took out Cathartic Reunion and mm, that other one, Tormenting Voice. uh, Because I had those in a bunch of games, but realized that I empty my hand very quickly with this deck. uh, And I just didn't have cards that I wanted to discard to draw more cards. So I took those out. I put in Phyrexian Arena and Necropodence. And I'm going to try that and see how that goes.
0: Thank you. I was just going to say, thanks for not saying necropotence. Oh!
2: Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. You're welcome. We appreciate guys. it. <laughs> like,
1: my brain just went, wait a second. I'm not
2: angry. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know how but to react to that. Hell, Yeah. How does that go? <laughs> wait, yeah. he said it right. <laughs> so, that was my big thing. And then the new thing is the Brawl decks are coming out pretty soon. Um, I've got the Corvald one lined up because it's a dragon. Uh, and I'm really excited about it i had I wanted to make it initially into like a lands matter deck, but it turned out that the less the list I was building ended up being more discarding lands instead of sacrificing them and then uh I looked up the price of a verdant catacombs and that's like eighty bucks. <laughs> so I said, no, we're not going to do the lands thing anymore." <laughs> But instead, I've been throwing together pieces for like a Kruk Clan Ironworks type artifact build with this. Because I had a bunch of those too uh, back when I had a mono red slow bad artifact deck. I actually like this idea a lot as well. Because what I did when I did the thing where I turned all my commanders into dragons, I had a Tasa deck that became 10 of the Harvester. I had the I was going to build a Narset deck, which became Intet. I had a God, what's her name? The Bant one, uh, Rubinia Soul Slinger. Oh yes, Soul Singer. Yeah, the taker. I had that. That turned into Silimgar. But the one deck that I had built was Slowbad, and that didn't get turned into a dragon yet. And I think Corvold is going to be a good way to do that. So Jund instead of Mono Red. But a bunch of artifacts, lots of sacrificing, lots of drawing cards, a bunch of different ways that the deck is going to be able to win. But what's really challenging about it is some of the com- uh, some of the combos are very convoluted and you need to focus a lot because if I screw up one part of my end, the entire thing falls apart. Uh, so I think that's going to be a good challenge and I'm excited to get building
0: this deck. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to, to see it in play. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. Nice. What about you, Schnell? I have been sorting like
2: uh, like a madman.
1: <laughs> I've realistically gone through about 90,000 magic cards in the last two weeks. Wow. Sorted by set. Sets organized in release order. And then each set organized by color. And most of those sets then separated each color by casting cost and groups of casting costs. One through generally six. And all cards in individual sleeves, because that is how I organize stuff to find stuff. Because I spend all of my time now just sorting magic cards, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's pre-searching for cards. When people aren't in the store, sorting is just pre-searching. And if I look at it that way, I can keep people happier by being able to find cards much much faster. Yeah, it makes it a little more efficient. Yeah. But yeah, over the past few weeks, I've taken in a sizable amount of magic from several different people who've needed to offload collections for one reason or another. Uh, There was one gentleman who uh, is moving to a different state and needs money to both fund his trip and can't fit his worldly possessions into his car as is, so is trying to get rid of as much as possible. So I bought all of his... Cards of value, and then he went, Cool, here's 15,000 cards bulk on top of it that I don't care about, and you can also have. Or another gentleman who's just, Yeah, having a kid, don't have time, uh, I'm gonna sell my collection and my Jund deck, and because he was looking for cash. Uh, I could only buy the Jund deck or his entire collection because that thing was so pimped out. Wow. Uh, as Tiege was complaining about the price of lands,
0: <laughs> playsets right.
1: and foils in playsets is just ridiculous. Wow. So, so is a modern deck? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With with what he had in there, he was getting a grand either for wow. the collection or the deck, but not, not quite both. So... Yeah, between that and just random... Hey, uh, you guys take magic cards, right? Yeah, cool. You're just like 14 shoe boxes.
2: Sweet. Um, plus... You said, you said shoeboxes. I heard Chewbacca's. <laughs> 14 Chewbacca's. <laughs>
0: God, sorting Chewbacca's all day. You take magic cards, right? Here's my Star Wars collection. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy
1: come in today and look around, just like you guys buy PSP games, right? I'm like, what? No,
2: <laughs> no, sir.
1: Pass. Get, get out. Um, but actually, for trying to play Magic in what little bit of free time I've had for for sorting everything, uh, played some EDH tonight. Got a few games in with T, which was a blast. Gashath is still my favorite dumb aggro deck because <laughs> so good. Turn it is. Turn five. Gashath hit the field. Uh, hit somebody for seven unblocked, and uh, I think I hit four dinosaurs on the uh, on the trigger, yeah. including burning Burning Sun Avatar, oh, which man. Tiege proceeded to copy every time he needed a target to copy something. <laughs> Stares at my board intently. Oh, I'll take the Burning Burning Sun Avatar again.
2: At least four times I got it. it's <laughs> yeah, wow. just. <laughs> well, it comes into play,
1: three damage to a creature, three damage to their controller. It's a solid card. Yeah, it's value. Is. It is super value. And when you're getting it turn five for free after <laughs> hitting somebody
0: for seven commander. It's even better.
1: Yeah. And uh, my uh, mana, mana crypt. Is that the coin flip one? ball. Mana, yes. mana crypt. Uh, crypt. Yeah. Uh, again, out of like eight flips, uh, only one got me. And that's because I changed my answer at the last second. It's like, uh, evens, no odds, damn it, take three. <laughs> We've gotten a, or had a couple of games of Pauper over the last few weeks. Pauper's been growing at the shop, which is always fun. I'm actually going to be swapping out one of our FNM slots. Uh, last Friday of every month, the standard FNM at five is now being being replaced with a Pauper variant oh, because cool. wizard said you can run Pauper FM, so I'm like, okay, we'll do that. Haven't touched Arena in months at this point, I just have not had time between sorting magic cards and running the shop and getting everything prepped for somebody else to cover for me when I go up north after the weekend of release, after pre-release weekend, when things generally calm down, because I don't know what it's like at other game stores. Uh, every game store I've ever been to, pre-release weekend is absolutely insane. Bonkers. Pre-release weekend, everyone's still magic hungover from the from the week prior, and it's like, hey guys, now the set's actually out. You can buy bundles. They're like, I just bought a case of Eldraine. (laughs) I don't need a bundle. But I'm probably going to squirrel away a couple of bundles for myself, because a lot of the non-draft boosters... Uh, everything was very heavily allocated with this, with Wizards rolling out all of their new Collector Edition packs and uh, Brawl decks and everything else. Like, Brawl decks, I could only get two displays, and I ha- I read online from some of the other game stores that I'm uh, Facebook-connected to that they asked for, like, dozens of displays, some of the bigger stores, and only got as much as I got. So Wow. Uh, yeah, everyone's, everyone's kind of freaking out on this stuff, which... I think will be a good sign. Like selling out of a product as a store owner is both good and horrible. It's good because I can actually make my money back on an investment because, I'll be honest, Core 20, I still have probably four cases sitting in the back somewhere. Oh, wow. Because Well, I, I broke even on the investment overall, but it was right after Modern Horizons came out and everyone was experiencing wallet fatigue just because so much stuff was coming out. Well, but, and Horizons was premium too, so it, oh yeah, the it was a regular price, you know, for a It box. was twice as much as a regular box on top of the, you know... Rapid fire release. Um, finally, re- I got restocked in the commander decks. Sold out of all of them by the uh, within within four days, I want to say, because after the wow. r- initial release, uh, the last remaining ones I sold out. Actually, sold out to uh, people who were traveling from way up north down back down south. They said several of the game stores that they stopped between northern Wisconsin and me. I was the only one that had any left, so they took all I had, and I was okay with that. So now I'm restocked on them, have some extra ones, started cracking them for singles for the store. Uh, so there's a Carrick now that's going to be going in the uh, collection, because did you notice?
0: Awesome. Did you notice that like one or two decks kind of flew off the shelves faster, or were people buying them in sets? Or... I'm just most, curious. Like, most if...
1: people who bought more than one bought all four right away, uh, as far as... Most popular, probably tied between the snake one and Angie, the, sure. okay. the Madness, and then the Populate one was also. They were like all those three were neck and neck. Oh, Savine, okay. Savine, whatever his name is, still good, still popular. But that was when I when I ran out, I had like two of those left. Sure, it wasn't like oh I have twelve of those and all the other ones sold. It was no everyone got most like mostly all of them except that one was just a little bit behind that i had a few afterwards but yeah very excited for this this whole draft draft versus collectors the collectors packs also heavily allocated only getting i think six boxes and that was yeah and that was another thing the boxes are only 12 pack boxes
2: have people been asking you for those?
1: I've had a couple of people. Like, there's one guy who's like, "Hey, when when can I get those? When when will I? When can I walk in and just start giving you money?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, they won't be here until the actual set release." And he's like, "Cool, because I'm going to buy at least four right away." I'm like, "You know, they're like twenty five bucks a piece, right?" He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> so I'm not worried about selling uh, selling them. It's selling out right away with how little. Overall, I'm, like, able to even get, let alone okay. afford. Sure. Because, yeah, selling out is great, but then I have people like, oh, you're out of those? Oh, okay. And, like, just bad experiences. Right. When it's stuff beyond my control at this point because it's like, hey, if I could have gotten more, but my distributors and wizards said, nope, you get what you get and you, you move on from there. So, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this goes. I want to crack maybe one or two of the collector packs for my own personal but i don't even know what i want out of them that's the problem there's so we could gamble with them (laughs) we could pack wars and just make children weep i know for sure at least one one group of guys who sometimes hang out at the store will probably play flip it or rip it with a pack or two and that's gonna make me like cringe but it's their money so (laughs) yeah right Uh, but yeah i want to i want to start trying to make time for arena but i have so little free time after work lately with everything else going on it's just i need i need time to relax and do fun stuff right and arena at this point feels like work to me (laughs) because i've been working on all my other modern and standard decks that i haven't had a chance to play sure but, I don't know. What about you? What have you been up to? I've been talking for too long.
0: I've been playing... I, since I don't get to see you guys as often, I've been filling in an arena for both of you. Good. <laughs> so, I, I got to play the Brawl event that they did. At first, I was like, this is kind of dumb. I'm not a big fan. Because when when you only have four decks to choose from, and they're all pre-cons, all you, it feels like all you're doing is playing the mirror. But... As it went on and I kind of learned how each deck functioned and uh, there was a little bit more variety in what opponents were playing and the matchmaking got a little bit better, I actually had a lot of fun with it. The only the only thing I really had to adjust to, I would say, was the, the time it took, right? So the cool thing about Arena is if you're playing best of one, you can get on and, and, and with the way... You know, standard decks are tuned, you can finish a game in three to five minutes, you know, and sometimes maybe they go, you know, somewhere between like eight to 10 minutes, but usually those are the longer games. The average time I figured that I played a a brawl game was between 22 to 24 minutes. So significantly more time, but still fun, right? To an extent. (laughs) 1v1 (laughs) brawl is kind of like. Like I said, it's a slog. I think it would have been more fun if it's multiplayer, but we've kind of touched on this before about that's kind of one of the drawbacks to Arena and how could they actually get that. Yeah, in the, the game interface in state, would right? need a drastic overhaul, which I don't think exactly. they're prepared to do. No. Exactly. But it was really cool to get to see a good chunk of the cards that are coming out in Throne of Eldraine and actually getting to play with them. I think that the decks are tuned together. For, for pre cons, they're pretty cool. I had a ton of fun with the Chulane deck. And uh, the, uh, God, what's her name? Alella, that, that Esper fairy. Um, that's like all about artists. Uh, uh, yeah, right. That sounds like some <laughs> kind of a slur. It's getting that's flagged for hate speech. <laughs> yeah, right. Esper <laughs> <That laughs> fairy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, I, I didn't play a ton of the, the uh, God, what is it? The Mardu Knight. I, I played a little bit, but I'm still really sore over anybody who plays... Uh, like boros feather in <laughs> in standard because those decks are just so fast but it was the, the the mardu knight deck was a ton of fun there's some really cool knight synergies in there the the dragon deck was a ton of fun there's some great synergies in that so i had a lot of fun with the decks uh, but the event was like three days long <laughs> and you had to win i forget maybe four or five games right to get the cards and the experience or whatever you got for unlocking um, after each win which was fine that they shortened it up but again with the length of time it took to play the games the fact that there were only four decks to choose from and all of them were exactly the same you couldn't tune them at all it kind of seemed like they should have made it into maybe a five-day event or something just to make it seem a little less grindy in that regard and then after that they do have a standard 2020 event so you can play with everything in rotation uh, well, obviously, except for the full release of Throne of Eldraine, you can't, you know, you can't play with that. So I've been playing with, you know, guilds, guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance, you know, War of the Spark, Core Set 2020. And I, I've kind of built a whole handful of different decks for that event. So Teamer Elementals, Jeskai Super Friends, uh, kind of a Is It Drakes build, uh, Golgari mid-range build, which is really weird trying to play that without the Explore package. And it makes me miss Carnage Tyrant a lot. <laughs> You know, and just stuff like that. So I've had a lot of fun experimenting um, and kind of getting ready for for rotation. I think it'll be really interesting to see where the game goes once Eldraine is available for play. So it's it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. My impressions on the set have changed a lot. Having seen it spoiled and having the, having had the chance to play some of the cards, I've really warmed up to it compared to how I was, I think initially, and we can get into this uh, shortly, but initially I was a little cold to it. Now I've warmed up a little bit. I guess the other thing I'd mention is I I was talking to Tiege and with pre-release being next weekend, I want to get up there, you know, early enough that uh, we could get some EDH going if we can, you know, while you're still running your your FNM because there's a... Well, and we're doing our pre-release starting at 8 p.m., Oh, so
1: you moved it up to 10. Yeah, I bumped it up because okay. rather than trying to force in a few rounds of modern before festivities, sure, I figured we can just play Magic and then play more Magic and then do pre-release and then go home. That works. I don't know what the first Magic is in that one. It will <laughs> probably just be, I don't know,
0: Modern and then, but we'll see. Sure. So, yeah, my goal will be to get there around like 5 o'clock uh, when I'm done with work, shoot up there, and then, uh, you know, try to get... A game of EDH, in. I'm I'm building a, a super secret deck that I might have to see if you have a couple cards you can pull for me, which I should get. I to. have an f ton of cards organized freshly into the boxes, so excellent, excellent. Um, you can ask
1: Tej, he had four random cards, and it's true, had them all,
0: <laughs> found I them love pretty it. quickly, had them all that's super awesome. quick. Uh, but yeah, that's that's been it. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about Throne of Eldraine and you know get your guys' uh, thoughts and impressions too. But before we talk about what I think is going to be the cool stuff. I kind of want to take a minute to, um, God, what were we going to call the segment, Teej?
2: Teej uh, Bitches.
0: Yeah, something about, something like that. What, 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 <laughs> Teej's what? Be bitching. Teej's yeah, Be bitching. Teej, that's it, Teej's Be Bitchin'. Teej's Be bitching is brought to you by Teej. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things that, I, I don't know if you guys want to bitch about it, but have you seen this Throne of Eldraine Collector's Edition? that they announced like today or yesterday or whatever yeah i was
1: gonna say i just saw a thing pop up on my feed i didn't i didn't click on the link i just
0: skipped to angry schnell (laughs) (laughs) okay 450 fucking dollars for this thing um i'm gonna pull it i'm gonna pull it up on my phone again real quick yeah
1: give us give us the rundown is this gonna be another like oh we're printing 80 of them first come first
0: serve serve limit two per goddamn millionaires well, of course they didn't mention, Wizards on their page doesn't mention, you know, oh, it's a limited run. You know, it just says, you know, whatever. Okay, so this thing, according to Wizards' website, is called the Throne of Eldraine Deluxe Collection. Yeah. So here's here's uh, here's their little write-up on it. Each deluxe collection, which is available only on magicstore.wizards.com starting October 2nd, will right. contain the following, all packaged in a premium box. 16 Throne of Eldraine Collector Boosters. So, okay, it's the Collector Boosters one set-themed binder, one foil Garuk huntsman, uh Cursed Huntsman, one art print of borderless Garruk Cursed Huntsman, one non-foil version of the buy-a-box Kenrith the Returned King, one 3x3 card strip from a foil sheet of Throne of Eldraine, so you could get stuck with three foil commons for your $450, one Magic Arena Mega Code card, which grants a di- digital Garouk Exquisite Sleeve, And one copy of each of the following cards, plus the the 3D card style. Garut Cursed Huntsman, which I think you also get if you pre-order. The $50 for 50 packs or whatever their pre-order thing is. Uh, Charming Prince, Magic Mirror, Witch's Vengeance, Bone Crusher Giant, and Questing Beast. Uh, Deluxe Collection is available only on magicstore.wizards.com starting October 2nd and will cost $449.99. It will ship to a number of countries worldwide. (laughs) For more on shipping, see below. Eh, yeah, moron shipping. <laughs> so, w- what? What? <laughs> like, I know that there's collectors and people who are going to buy this thing, but what? Four hundred and fifty bucks? Yeah. Well, they they got away with the last couple of
1: collectors things, so they might as well just go for broke. And by go for broke, I mean make everyone broke.
2: This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's insane. It gets more ridiculous every time they they do this you know Um, well
1: and the the always i always hear the complaint that magic on a competitive level is a like pay to win this is just becoming absurd because half the fun of collecting was the random chance of getting these cool cards and now it's oh you don't need to random chance or try or talk to other people to trade just send us a check for all the money
0: you have (laughs) on your paycheck right exactly Exactly, so I, I I read that. God, I think maybe when I got off of work and I just I just completely balked at it. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" I mean, what's what's going to be next? You know, it's it's absolutely insane. I I just can think of a million better ways that I could spend four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And again, I get I get that this is for some people. You know, there are collectors. But like yeah. you said, Chanel. You know, half the fun of of cracking packs and you know uh, buying boxes and even just you know trading and playing with your friends is you know it's like the lottery right and here it's well here you know if you've got premium money then you can kind of get to the head of the line right it's like a fast pass at Disneyland or something so (laughs) I just I read about that and I was just like you have got to be kidding me And, and again you know I'm going to feel really bad when people go to order this product and then Hasbro fucks it up again. Like they have the last two Mythic editions. <laughs> and then, you know, you're stuck getting a. You know, at least last time they sent out uh, giant foil sheets to people. But again, they're. And curled and they're half damaged. And, yeah, right. They managed to botch up their "I'm sorry." <laughs> you know, the, we're sorry. It's exactly where I was going to go. Exactly where I, you know. Wizards is there on a bearskin rug smoking a cigarette in their underwear. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just pay just, shipping. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I I just. I mean, fuck that. (laughs) I guess that's, again, if it's for you, that's cool. It's not for me, and that's just absolutely insane. Um, It's crazy, yeah. So I guess beyond that, hey, what are your thoughts? (laughs) Uh, You know, now that we've seen, again, maybe there's a few cards hanging out yet to be spoiled tomorrow. I haven't done an actual count, but we've seen most of, if not all of the set, and I'm curious... Uh you know before we get into specific cards that we think are cool or that we're excited to uh to play what do you guys think about what you've seen like has your has your impression changed on the set at all you know it, do you think it's enough hybrid of the Grimm's fairy tales and the Arthurian do you think you know it's lacking um you know what are what are your thoughts on that now that you've kind of seen what's what's going to be in this set well i definitely feel
1: the the grim influence but honestly at this point with the amount of like knights and soldiers and the artistic styles we've seen over the years, especially with Dominaria, the like the knights of the round doesn't really like come through at all. It's just ah, there's knights in there too. Yeah, like it didn't feel special knights even with the different sirs that they have. It I don't know, but every single card that's come out now, I've gone through not quite the five stages grief, but it was <laughs> my initial go. My initial just wait really. Really? Okay. Hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just. But I, I have to go through like the the steps each card with like that is so stupid. This should be an unstable, unhinged, whatever, unglued. It should be a silverboarded card. Well, I guess they're going not high fantasy, just. I don't want to call it low fantasy but like traditional fantasy with some of the stuff and then i have to do the whole get over yourself you're not a goddamn like connoisseur of, <laughs> of mythos <clears throat> I'm yeah, gonna but... I'm gonna remain upset about ginger Brute, but everything okay. else in the set I've come around to.
0: That's exactly where I was going. When you said yeah. you know unset and stuff, that fucking Gingerbrute man. I, I know. hate that card.
1: No, everything else now I'm oh, I'm really yeah. excited to build a food deck. I built the Amass deck for War of the Spark. I'm gonna build a food deck for this stupid thing. And well, yeah, when we get wanna... into when we get into specifics, I've got the cards that are really like give me the tingles. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, I don't think any of them are actually food related, but uh, I, I am excited about the, the food mechanic because it seems like there's more than enough in the set to support it even in limited format, which will be
0: nice. Well, between the food in this deck and the uh, the new Atla from the uh, from Commander product this year, you know, you could just have a whole breakfast deck between the eggs and the food and, oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. everything else. I was trying to
2: remember who Atla was. <laughs> she's, the,
0: she's the egg lady. She's the egg one, yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, what about you, Teach? What are your kind of uh, first impressions now that everything's kind of been uh, leaked and spoiled here?
2: So, I don't think I was as down in this set as you guys were. Um <laughs> I like the aesthetic for the most part. The my biggest my biggest gripe would be with food. There's a lot of support for it. I see what it's trying to do, that sort of thing. So I get it. It's just two mana tap, sacrifice, gain three life. That's not what I want to be doing personally. So that so that's that's my it, that's the worst thing I have to say about the set. Uh, which means to me, it's it's it's. I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun to play with. I like the fairy tale stuff mostly. I like the... Sorry. I'm just, in my head, I'm like, unbolt yourself because you can gain
1: three life. And then my brain just immediately cut to Skyrim where I'm like, oh, I'm about to get hit by a dragon. In response, I'm going to eat six wheels of cheese. In response, I'm going to sacrifice three three foods and uh, gain nine life.
2: Okay, now I'll take your comments. Uh, that <laughs> that's sorry,
1: I, I I made myself laugh over stupid shit. No, no I okay. like that. That's that's good.
2: I I like the uh, the fairy tale stuff for the most part. Uh, some of it was kind of forced. Some of it was uh, a little ham-fisted but for the most part it was it was pretty good i know Schnell uh, and i have some differing opinions on seven dwarves ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes magic
1: magic is dead wizards killed it <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with their seven dwarves with, with no with the ruling that you can't in limited have more than seven dwarves even though limited has always been unlimited as far as what you get. If I want to draft eight dwarves and run them, I should be able to. <laughs> I want to run eight, seven
2: dwarves. Eight, seven dwarves. <laughs> and wizards won't let me because they're fascists and they're killing their game. It's true. Uh, no, I like seven dwarves. So going going through a lot of these as far as fairy tale, I forgot the word I was going to say uh homages ins- inspirations those are good ones some of them are are not fairy tales like the robin hood card robber of the rich it's not fairy tale uh it's in there because it it, it fits with the arthurian theme kind of it's in there because it fits fairy tale kind of because of disney and whatever. Yeah, but I mean loose if you were going to Is this whole set
1: just wizards doing the I'm not touching your intellectual property? Pretty I'm much I'm not
2: touching your intellectual property. <laughs> this is That's this what it is feels the like. Set. Disney, they're trying Hasbro's trying to sell to Disney because Disney is buying everything else. Yeah, hey
1: look, we, we already have your stuff ready. Well and you can I mean, I
0: mean it's it's obvious to me like some of the some of the names of the cards too you know it's like oh you know we changed it just enough but you know exactly what we're going for here
2: well like one of the one of the one of the things i thought of before i saw seven dwarves is is the name seven dwarves isn't subtle uh (laughs) but what if this set only had seven dwarf cards in it yeah but we don't draw attention to that that's just something eagle-eyed people pick up on at some point And they'd be like oh it only has seven dwarves Get it? Fairy tales I thought that would be cool Or even Robber of the Rich It's supposed to be Robin Hood which isn't a fairy tale But if you wanted to pay Homage to it uh, Why don't you have a race Of sentient foxes That live on this world And Robber of the Rich isn't a human archer rogue It's a fox archer rogue Then you get the Disney homage And it fits more in with the fairy tale thing plus it's a new it's it's a new sentient being in the multiverse which is also kind of cool or have a character named like champion of
0: loxley or something (laughs) (laughs) which which brings me to lovestruck beast (laughs) i mean like come on the the sirs i looked
2: it up there are only six sirs uh one for every color and then the three color one but it would have been cool if there were 12 of them uh what else did i want to i wanted to bitch about charming prince but that moment
0: is gone (laughs) <laughs> you mean you mean Prince Valium? <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. say Prince Valium? Yeah, haven't you ever seen Spaceballs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's been a long time since I've boring. seen Spaceballs. That's what, the, that's what the art reminds me of. He looks okay. like fucking Prince Valium from Spaceballs. Um,
2: there was another fairy tale thing I wanted to talk about. I don't remember.
0: Uh, the Wish Fairy. That
2: it's really good. The Wish Fairy? It's not a fairy tale. You're not a fairy tale. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not that wrong. That went off the rails <laughs> real quick. Shit, he got me. Yeah, I, was gonna I say guess it. I need
0: to retire. I better, I, I better edit that out so nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: oh, this is how you tell me? <laughs> 32 years of my life, and now, I, and now I know. I remember. I remember the other thing I was going to bring up. So if you're going to throw in things like Robin Hood or other things, apparently, I forgot to look this up, but there's a Monty Python reference in here somewhere. One of the knights somehow um, references be... Monty Python, or so I was told. But if that's in there somewhere... Is there an equipment that's uh, coconuts? <laughs> Is it no, Blacklands Paragon? Think it's, I, I think I heard it's a knight. There's a knight it Blacklands Paragon? I'll have to look into it. Might but my thing part. was, if we're going to extend beyond Arthurian legend and fairy tales, and we're going to put more of a little modern spin on it, and just touch fantasy tropes in general... Where's the Game of Thrones reference, right? Why aren't Will and Rowan fucking? <laughs> there it is. To be fair, when they came
1: out in battle Bond, I assume they were. Okay. And somebody's <laughs> like, they're siblings. Like, they're huddling <laughs> real close in that battle plants card.
0: <laughs> well, and, and back on the Monty Python thing, too, now that I'm thinking about it, this would have been the perfect set to actually print a Tim the Enchanter. Yeah, tap it, deal, tap it to deal one damage to any target.
2: But yeah, no, overall, I think it's good. I think it's good. There's that ginger root <laughs> scrolling through the thing, and there he is, laughing at me
0: with a clean s- your face. You I was gonna say with a stupid face that's full of. <laughs> you know what? You can't say that in the internet. <laughs> no, you can't. But, but you can Google it. Screaming f bombs
1: all. Episode. <laughs> can't imply gingerbread related fellatio <laughs> not on this podcast sir we have scruples can't Our spell it are. but we've got them
2: uh, also I think uh, and then we'll go on to Nelson command tower is uh, standard legal now so that's good
0: yeah I think that's cool too <laughs> thank god because I mean how many times if I mean, it doesn't really matter to... for standard, I guess, yeah, but I, like, I liked it in Brawl. That was the point I made. Making, making it
1: standard legal makes it Brawl legal. That's. Right. They made their own dumb rules, and then they had to adjust their <laughs> right, own like, dumb wait rules. Wait <laughs> a minute. For the format that no one's going to play for more
0: than two weeks after the release and then go, eh, these cards are better in EDH. I was going right. to say, all I'm doing is buying 60, 60 card EDH pre <laughs> Yeah. EDH seeds. Right, exactly. Feeders. Uh, yeah, so I guess i i've warmed up to it i think the the fairy tale references are certainly there i do wish that there was a little bit more of the arthurian stuff you know i was led i think mo- a lot of people were kind of led to believe there would be more of it i think the little bit that's there there's some cool stuff that i like uh you know the the lady of the lake makes makes an appearance and i think it's a cool piece of art and i think that the card is flavorful For are we getting loch ness monster stuff in this set too Uh, Because, I mean, there's There's Loch Mare, there's Loch Mare
1: Serpent. That's right. There's
2: other flavor text references to the loch,
1: which is just,
2: what, Scottish for lake? I was going to say, yeah, Yeah. I think it's just more Scottish. Gaelic. That's a good word. (laughs) Is that like Salt Lake?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I grew up on a farm. I don't
0: know. I grew up next Um, to a farm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be an interested limited environment. There's some stuff in here that seems pretty cool, you know, Seven Dwarves. If you pull enough copies of them, uh, you know, but not seem too to many. be seem to be pretty neat. But yeah, right, not too many. You don't want eight <laughs> copies. You don't want eight Seven Dwarves. <laughs> um, no, but I really want Once Upon the Once Upon a
1: Time. I do. I it's do like, like a that. Le- the ley Line Instant.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. That's it. Neat. That's actually a good transition to talk <laughs> about, me. like, specific cards. And that's one of the cards that I thought was was pretty cool. Also, uh, one more
2: thing before we move on.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, I also
2: heard that the story is really, really good, too. The stupid ebook that you can only read on the internet.
1: God, internet. Right? I'll get you someday.
2: Uh, <laughs> but I heard really good things about the story. Uh, so I don't want to pay for it. I only pay for physical books. I will never pay for a digital copy of things. I like that. Uh, I like that. I also live by that mentality. So hopefully I get to read this story one day. Anyway...
0: (laughs) I'll I'll download it. it I'll is, break my scruples. I'll download it and then print it off so each of you can have <laughs> yes, a physical copy. That would be good. Uh, I was gonna say it is talk like a pirate. Perhaps it would be use the internet like
1: a pirate day here. So
2: I will there you only go. read this if you spend four hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> get the special edition box, three hole punch the pages, put them in that fancy binder, and then let us read it. That's that's fair. You heard it, Internet. That's doing fair. it. That's a verbal contract. I watch a
0: lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> I, I even winked at him when I said it. He couldn't see it, but I did but I felt it. I watch a lot of Judge Judy. You are now both legally baby daddies. <laughs> and shitty landlords. Oh, God, yes. To move into specific cards, once upon a time, that's a green instant for one generic, one green. Uh, if it's the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. And it says, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So even I think we're all, even we're all paying, in agreement on yeah, this. Yeah, even game. paying for that spell, I think that's playable.
1: Yeah, for two land? I mean, come on. I mean,
2: well, Even if it's the first spell you cast, it's free.
1: Yeah. Right. That's awesome. I think if ancient stirrings ever gets hit with the almighty oh, banhammer that that might be a decent replacement just because creature or land it gets everything that you're going to be looking for other than artifacts but yep. It's it's not as not as efficient but somehow more
0: efficient in different situations. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a cool card and I'm doesn't get I'm excited now. for that one.
2: Well, yeah, well the, I just noticed the card where the dude's pile-driving that bear. Oh, God, it's a suplex. <laughs> it's yeah, called Out Muscle. The bear. Yeah. I thought it had a different name for some reason. Belly to Bear Suplex? No. <laughs> anyway, I, that's what that it shocked me. You I there. saw Out Muscle and then started reading it and thought, oh, that sounds familiar.
1: Bear Effer, do you need
2: assistance? Then he's, <laughs> I'm sorry. Suplexing that bear. Anyway, I'm sorry, I got distracted. I mean,
0: it's great card art. Um I guess you know one of the other things we should probably get out of the way obviously it's not news anymore because it's been spoiled for a while now but uh um our boy Garuk is back in this set and he's still what? he's still uh black and green. He's Golgari. He Golgari Garuk. green. Yeah. But uh,
1: at least we saw as of what today's spoilings he finally gets cured of his
2: whoa dude spoiler magic hepatitis. Yes, he gets magic hepatitis, and then it goes away. (laughs) Which I don't know how I feel about that. I was kind of under the impression that he was going to be the new protagonist, or antagonist, because we have no more Bolus. It would have been cool to see him going around murdering more planeswalkers. Then again, we just get another war of the spark where we think everyone's in danger, but the only (laughs) person who's in
0: danger is who Mm self-sacrifices himself to save someone else. Right. So do you think, uh, now that he's been cured, is uh, Garut going to go back to just a mono green planeswalker, or are they going to keep him uh, two color?
1: Uh, I think he's going to go back to kill Liliana.
2: It's quite Ooh. possible. We've <laughs> got that, well, we've got that book coming out in October, right? Yeah, uh, That's going to be about the hunt for Liliana. Yeah, and I'm, ex- I'm excited for that one.
1: Here's here's a story question that we won't be able to answer because none of us are going to pay for the digital copy. Does this take place at the same time or separate uh, after the events of War of the Spark? Because either way, Will and Rowan didn't make an appearance that I remember in War of the Spark at all. No, they didn't. I... So maybe because Bolas cuz it was re- it was said that Bolas specifically kept Garruk from showing up. Maybe he shielded this plane well, from the effects.
2: I think I, I. I. Do we want to do book spoilers? Which book? The eldrain one. Did you read it? No. Oh, but I heard about it. I, I. I. listened to a review about it, and I got the
0: big points. The gist. The the big the Gist of it. I don't. Care. Um. So, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Who cares? Uh. You know. I spoiler the, alert. I think if the you story ends with. Fast forward with... if you don't want to hear it.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, I think the story ends with Will and Rowan's spark igniting, so they're not Planeswalkers throughout the story. They don't become them until the very end. Huh. And if if Garruk gets cured, uh, I would imagine that it this happens alongside, if not immediately after, because Will and Rowan haven't been in any standard sets until now. No, but they, they were, were Battle in Bond.
1: Battle Bond, which. Right. Which existed is canon existed,
0: yes. But that's one of those we can throw it in any timeline we want. Do you know Teej, Um, Based on what you've heard, is it one? Is it that new? Um, what's his name? Oko or whatever? Is is that how it grew up gets healed? Like because that guy's the you know he's like beast magic and stuff too. No,
2: um, Oko is
0: very changeling planeswalker.
2: Oko yeah. fucks Grupe uh, up even more, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oko takes away his memories so much so that Garuk doesn't even remember his name. So he's he's cursed, but he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know. He either it. doesn't know that he's cursed or he has no idea why he's cursed. Um, he doesn't remember trying to murder every Planeswalker he comes across. Uh, he just knows that he hates everybody and doesn't trust anybody. Uh, so they have Am to. I cursed And <laughs> Affected by this Oko character. <laughs> so Oko's the bad guy. Okay, The king, Kenrith, has been transformed into an Archon. And mm-hmm. that's where Rill and, Will and Rowan have to go try to find him. And they get Grook to help them somehow. Kenrith, they save him. He becomes king again. Because Kenrith Return of the King is a card. And I think Kenrith helps cure Grook. If not, it's Kenrith that
0: cures Garok. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's pivot back to cards here. There's one that I want to point out that I think is interesting. Uh, and this again, it's another reference to Robin Hood. So take it for what you will. Uh, or you, I suppose, you could also say it's a it's a reference to you know D and D and fantasy elements of that. But it's uh, Outlaw's Merriment. So this is an enchantment for one generic, one red, and two white. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one at random, create a red and white creature token with these characteristics, either a three, one human warrior with trample and haste, oh, yeah, that, that. a two, one human cleric with lifelink and haste or a one, two human rogue with haste. And when this creature enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to any target. So obviously, you know, outlaws merriment they uh, you know, Robin hood's band of merry men. Uh, but also, warrior cleric rogue with very D like characteristics uh you know and magic you know has similar characteristics to D characters obviously but you know I, I, that's a card that i think is interesting and i think it'll be interesting to see how people play it i'm trying to think mortify mortify um rotates doesn't it no what was it reprinted in uh the second ravnica oh allegiance okay yeah i thought it was i thought it was m19 that it got reprinted in
2: yeah, I forgot that was even a card. Well, well, yeah, no, card, that makes that sense because <laughs> yeah, that makes have sense you seen because it's. Upon? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> hey, have you seen Rabbit Bite? It's Rabbit Bite. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yes.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, that's right because that's that's Orzhov colors. So yeah, but you know, other than that, you know, I'm not too sure what there is for direct enchantment removal right now. So I feel like this card uh, could actually see potentially some standard play. I just think it's interesting. So. Oh. That's one I wanted to point out. Uh, what else what else is interesting to you fellas?
2: I'm a big fan of I gotta find it now. It's blue. Mirror maid.
0: Ah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: One blue blue for an enchantment that can enter the battlefield as a copy of any artifact or enchantment on the battlefield. Silumgar <laughs> likes that card. So does Thada <clears throat> and my I don't know. What are you guys playing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that card. I think that was the one that I got most excited about where if I only walk away with one or two cards from the set, that's one of them I want to be. I keep saying every set that I want to, you know, I can't wait to draft all of it, and then I don't draft as much as I initially planned to. Charming Prince, despite the stupid name, (laughs) uh, is actually a very strong card. I think that's going to see a lot of play. Yeah, Uh, I agree. 2-2 for one and a white. When it enters the battlefield, choose one either scry to gain 3 life or exile another creature you own and it comes back at the beginning of your end step that's going to see a lot of play uh, what did you see i i screen screenshot a few cards <laughs> real quick here
1: <laughs> i believe that is the proper parlance no it is, um, it is first and foremost storm fist crusader for a black and a red it's a human knight 2/2 with menace and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player draws a card and loses one life. I really like this thing. Like, yeah, it gives card advantage to your opponent, but it gives it to him on your turn, so unless they're drawing instant speed stuff. Yeah. And it's a dirt cheap Phyrexian arena. And so
2: Nekusar likes that, right?
1: Nekusar absolutely likes that and she she has Tutu and Menace and is two different colors, which also helps the rest of Nekasar because some of his weird stuff requires uh, having permanents of different colors out there for Keteric Parasite, I believe it is. Needs a red permanent to uh, do a draw and lose life thing, but that thing I just thought was fantastic for EDH. I don't know how much... uh, It'll still probably see play in standard, but uh, once upon the time we talked about uh, Merchant of the Veil, a 2-3 for 3. Uh, human peasant you can yeah, pay three like to discard a card and draw a card which is great or you can haggle send him on an adventure for one red discard a card if you do draw a card uh this one and thrill of pro, pro- uh thrill of possibility i have down just because people are looking for uh replacements since uh faithless looting got got banned and all you need is is cheap and effective ways of dumping a couple of cards into your graveyard for Arclight Phoenix to be good. I've I've seen uh, Arclight, Arclight Phoenix drop like $10 since Faithless Looting, Faithless Looting because yeah. everyone's getting rid of it because they think they can't run it anymore. I think it's going to go back up between these two cards.
2: I can totally see that. Because Merch- right. Merchant
1: of the Veil's ability to haggle just to pitch a card and draw a card for one red is a fantastic... Uh, cantrip plus. There's the card in the set that you can double up on all your adventure triggers, and then Thrill of Possibility yeah, what for a red and instant, or for a red and one instant speed, as an additional cost, discard a card and then draw two cards.
2: I was really surprised to see that card. That's the one I was just looking for. Yeah, that doubles your adventure triggers. Oh yeah, that like adventure I thought was cool. To begin with, Uh, it took me a second to come around on it, but then I decided that I liked it. And then the one that, uh, or even Edgewall Innkeeper, whenever you cast a creature spell that has an adventure, draw a card. You don't even need to do the adventure part if it says adventure, draw a card. So there's an adventure deck here that I feel like is going to be surprisingly strong with that one card that doubles all your adventure triggers.
0: Yeah, I think you're
1: totally right. Uh, the last few of notes I have here, Fabled Passage, land, tap and sacrifice Fabled Passage. Search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, tapped, then shelf your library. Then, if you control four or more lands, untap that land. I think that thing's going to see a lot of play in, in, uh, standard for sure, maybe modern depending on the build, but a fetch that hits basics and has the potential of getting them into play untapped without having to pay life for it. It's it's a moderate backup fetch. This might be the budget fetch for a lot of people. Uh, red cap melee I had here just because red always needs stuff for the mirror match. So for one red instant four damage to target not a target creature or planeswalker. If it, a non-red permanent is dealt damage in this way, sack a land. Even that sack a land might not be that bad of a cost. No, uh, at, for for four damage at instant speed. Right, cauldron familiar. I highlighted it because it's a cat, and I always try to collect cats in, in addition to Sphinxes now.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I thought you liked Sphinxes. I do like
1: Sphinxes. I'm trying to build my wife a collection of magic cards without her knowledge, and it's all, <laughs> and it's all cats and it's or all cute cats. animals. Ferocious <laughs> Pup. I got her a foil one, and she's like, oh, I love that card. Uh, but yeah, for one black, a 1-1 cat enters the battlefield. Each opponent loses a life, and you gain a life, and you can sacrifice a food to bring it from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's just... That's just a good, uncommon, cheap creature right there with a decent ETB. And then we talked about how much we all hate Gingerbread <laughs> <laughs> for the art and the flavor. Uh, the fact that it's a food golem led to the, what is it, sacrifice three foods or two foods? Two foods,
2: yeah. Two foods. Yeah.
1: Sounding dumb but being technically correct (laughs) because they can't specify food tokens.
0: The best kind of creature,
1: yeah. Well, and now changelings (laughs) are food too, which is yeah. True, changelings are cowards.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. cowardly foods. They're coward food golems. Cowardly noble foods. (laughs) Uh, Seven dwarves. I've already complained about claim. Claim the Firstborn. I have three cards left on my list here. Claim the Firstborn. One red sorcery. Gain control of a target creature with a CMC of three or less until the end of the turn. Untap it. It gains haste. For one red, stealing something based on casting cost, I think will be fantastic. I, I think that this thing is going to see a lot more play than anyone's anticipating just because one red and I can take your stuff... And the more efficient the stuff you have, or any of your token creatures, they're mine for one red. So yeah. I've got the freedom to do other stuff with that mana too. Trapped in the tower because it was spoiled on nine eleven. <laughs> that one, yeah, right. like. Come on, wizards. Check, check your goddamn calendar just just once. Uh, seven dwarves. They killed the game with their ruling that in limited you can't have eight. Yeah, and magic's, finally...
0: Magic's dead by the time you hear this podcast. Yeah, no
1: shit. I'm sorry, guys. Like, It, it was a good run. But, Why
0: are we even recording?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good run, but you can't have eight, seven dwarves, they said, even in draft. And finally, Inquisitive Puppet, a zero two 2 construct for $1. Uh, generic mana when inquisitive puppet enters the battlefield scry one exile inquisitive puppet create a one one white human creature token (laughs) this thing despite being uh, a puppet and uh, pinocchio influenced obviously this thing is this thing is solid value a zero two scry on enters and then you could just exile it when you want to create a human token yeah this thing is godly at a one-drop artifact, because any deck that needs scrying or creature tricks... Oh my god. chump well, block and then exile for another creature and get an ETB effect, possibly on the human thing...
0: Yeah, so yeah. I've got just a couple uh, that I wanted to point out. We're kind of running up on time, so one thing that I thought was cool that they they had in one of the the brawl decks is the is Wintermore Commander. So this is a human knight for a white and a black. It's a two star. Um, with Death Touch, and uh, Wintermore Commander's toughness is equal to the number of knights you control, and whenever it attacks, another target knight you control gains indestructible until end of turn. So, with the amount of knights that we're getting in this set, this card works very, very well. I had a lot of fun playing with it in the Brawl deck. I think it's going to be uh, good in in Limited, if you're you know drafting knights and, and things like that. So, that's one card I'm looking forward to seeing how it's played. Another card that I really liked playing with in the uh, Brawl event is Shine Chaser. This is a 1-1 one, one Fairy Flying and Vigilance for one generic, one white, and one blue. And it gets plus one, plus one as long as you control an artifact, and it gets plus one, plus one as long as you control an enchantment. And there's a lot of both um, available in white and blue, uh, and obviously colorless artifacts you know in this set so i think that's a a pretty cool card for limited too uh, depending on what what you're able to pull another card i think is interesting that i want to see how people leverage it specifically probably in in limited play is heraldic banner so this is an artifact for three generic and as it enters the battlefield choose a color creatures you control of the chosen color get plus one plus one but you can tap it to also add one mana of the chosen color so it's almost like a it's like a half a banner right but because you, you, you only get plus one plus zero but it also taps for land so it's just an interesting way to you know use that artifact i thought spinning wheel was interesting from sp- purely from a, a, a flavor standpoint that's an artifact for three generic um you can tap it to add one mana of any color and then for five mana you and tapping it you can tap target creature so that plays well into the history of the spinning wheel in fairy tales however i think five mana is a little expensive given the fact that uh God, what's the what's the white card that you can tap for what one and a white or just one mana? Um, that came out in did it come out in the core set?
1: I don't remember uh, what you're talking about, but I agree completely that the the cost on expensive. that activation was just it. That's I that's why I don't even remember the card that much, other than going oh okay ah, nope too expensive next card.
0: right because I mean there's stuff you know in. You know, uh, I think back to Gideon's Lawbreaker because it's very. Early, uh, is it law? No, law. Lawbringer. Uh, Gideon didn't break laws. Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, because he, he was like, a, it was like a tap him and pay and and tap one mana and then you could tap a creature and and there's yeah one he was out a right he was a I master decoy. Yeah, right. Exactly. And w- seriously, five for this fucking thing. Like, I get that it taps for mana, but you know, it's not a card I'll ever play with. But I did think the flavor was was on point. Um, The only other thing that I wanted to point out, uh, the the legendary artifact cycle is interesting. I think there's some cool stuff in there. But the one that I'm really interested in, right now at least, is the Great Henge. So this is the green one for 7 generic and and, and 2 green. Uh, This spell costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Uh, You tap it, to add 2 green, and gain 2 life. And whenever a non-token creature card enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on it and draw a card. Like, what? (laughs) So, first of all... You're playing green, so you're going to have access to big creatures. There are ways to pump creatures uh, pretty simply. So that X uh, being the greatest power among creatures you control isn't going to be that hard to get before turn 9 to really reduce that cost. Um, even if it's 5, right? This thing comes in for only 4 mana then. And suddenly it's tapping for 2 mana. You gain 2 life. Uh, and if you can if you can cast a, a a low CMC creature then you're also getting it a plus one plus one counter and you draw a card. You can potentially do all of that on one turn. I mean,
1: it it feels like a nuts. good <laughs> late game card for green, which green tends to either peter out late game because people keep answering their stuff or especially against control matchups, they just run out of gas cuz green doesn't yep. generally have a lot of card advantage, so <laughs>
0: They get yeah, down it's to the really cool. They way get down that to
1: the hey them. I've got a board state, but I'm on draw go, basically.
0: Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited for that card. I think it's super, super cool. And that yeah, that's my favorite out of the legendary artifact cycle. So and this time, unlike when we did our discussion for corset twenty twenty, and I couldn't remember what, you know Hey, what's it called when they have one of something in every color? You know, like the Cavaliers? <laughs> like I actually remember <laughs> it's called a cycle this time. So yeah. Uh, I'm gonna fucking toot my own horn right there, <laughs> pat gross. myself on the back. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is kind of gross, isn't it? But uh, yeah, so th- th- that's that's what I wanted to highlight. I- I'm looking forward to it. I think pre-release weekend is going to be really fun for this set. I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, in draft format, and I think it's going to be fun, you know, in in limited out of the the pre-release packs too. So I am I'm very much looking forward to getting to hang out with you guys and and play some Eldraine next weekend. Uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap it up here then and then um you know a week from now we'll be back and sharing our our recap of of pre-release weekend that No. We're all No. No. no not a week from two today. 2 weeks we'll be doing pre Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell time. In a week pre-release, pre-release will be tomorrow. Point. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in a week pre-release will be tomorrow. You're right. Uh 2 weeks we'll get back um
2: with we Should have let him think
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> And then we should have just made
2: up pre-release stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe they swapped out all the spoilers
1: with a completely different set. That was ridiculous. Convince him that he
2: was there just like he tried to convince us about stone age <laughs> that we well, you played shut stone your mouth age. we have
0: all played stone age together and you two are long conning me i'm convinced of it <laughs> this is the most this is the most thorough and ingenious eight, long con 8 years from now when it, when you're on your
1: deathbed we will tell you <laughs> just lean in real close we did play stone age and you won that's why we lied
0: because (laughs) you got the breeding hut first Uh. (laughs) oh man anyway all right so we'll wrap it up there (laughs) and counting so yeah Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. We're glad to be back and talking magic with you again. Uh, Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you consume your podcasts. Make sure you check out our social channels uh, on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Homebrew Magic. Uh, Thanks again. We'll be back next week. And until then, don't drink and scry. Correct.